Welcome to another episode of Watch This. Here we are. This is a weekly podcast where we take um, kind of a deep dive into TV shows and movies and things that we're watching. And so my name's James. And my name's John. And this week we are watching Westworld Season 2, Episode 6. Which was a super great episode. So if you haven't watched this episode or any of the first other five episodes, you should like pause this and go watch it because... You know, we're going to spoil stuff for you. There's no way to talk about Westworld without <laughs> spoiling stuff. That's, so That's a good point. It's, um, spoilers are inevitable. You, you've been warned. Spoilers ahead. Um, catch up. The podcast is great. It'll be here waiting for you. So last week we did a episode one through five um, speed round, which still took like, I think, almost an hour. But so it took almost an hour and, and there was so much we just I don't know that we got glossed anywhere. over. And, so, and, and we got so far. So um, is there anything from the first five episodes that you want to, like, talk about? Or is there anything that you feel like, oh, we missed, we kind of missed this thing? Um, I feel like, you know, I, I don't know that there's anything that, that I think we need to dive a whole lot deeper into. Is there anything you have in mind? Um, I don't think so. I really want to know if they're going to show other worlds this season. And I'm kind of afraid they're not going to. I think I think we might have gotten all we're going to get with uh, Shogun World. Yeah, which I'm okay with that. It maybe even lasted longer than I thought it would. Yeah. I just had hopes for like three, uh, you know, one of the other three parks. And I don't know that we're going to get that. No, um, I don't or the out Or any more of the outside world. You know, sure. that's, that was also in this season. We didn't talk about that at all. I guess that's a thing that we didn't talk about was like... Uh, you know that they demoed the host for Logan, and we saw Arnold's house thing that he was building. His in progress home. Yeah, maybe he never finished that. There's kind of a lot left open about that, but it was cool to give them a place and time in the world that they really did exist. You know, and that Westworld is probably on the in the um, in the world, like in Earth. Sure. <laughs> it's not on Mars. It's not on the moon. I kind of no. was on a moon kick for a little while last season. Right. Because cause why not? You know, like it could be on the moon, but sure. I'm pretty sure it's on Earth. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, so too. Yeah, and 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 to bring that back to this episode, at one point Charlotte Hale calls for backup, and she tells them that she has Peter Abernathy, and like really quickly. They send parachutes and people in sure. with supplies. So they're not far away from land. I no, think they're on Earth. <laughs> it sure doesn't seem to be. They're definitely not that far away from people that can come and help. That's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So episode one through five, it was a great setup, honestly. And they did so much in this episode. So I'm excited to talk about it. Um, let's talk about just the title, which is called Phase Space, which... Um, I had to look up because I didn't really understand what that meant. But the definition I found on Wikipedia is uh, that it's a space in which all possible states of a system are represented with each possible state corresponding to one unique point. And I think what they're saying is this is one of the few episodes on Westworld that actually had sort of all the main storylines in it. Right, like normally we get like a Dolores and Bernard episode or a Maeve episode, um, you know, or or like a Delos Jim, you know, uh, sure. Man in Black episode. But this one had everybody. Yeah, this one was was all over the place. There was a lot happening, and and 
yeah, like you said, everybody's story kind of progressed in some ways significantly. Yeah, and for the first time, maybe ever on Westworld, at, by the end of the episode, everyone's storyline converged in a point, right? Sure. They all came together in one unique point, which is that Dolores built a, a train bomb and ran it into the Mesa. <laughs> she sure so, did. And we can, we can get into that, but it, it that happens, and when that happens, you know it's happening, obviously, in her timeline. You hear it, like Charlotte Hale and the Delos people hear it, experience it, and Bernard and Elsie in the cradle also experience that. So, yeah. like, I think I think the idea with phase space and why it's called that is that there's all these different things, all these possible states of being, um, and they're all coming together in this one sort of cataclysmic event, which is uh, Dolores becoming um, a mad railroad conductor. I so, think that... I think that's. I think it might have another meaning as well. Okay. In that, um, we see the cradle this 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 week, mm. which is the one yes. location where every host's consciousness, basically a backup of every host, is kept in this one location. So if you talk about storylines and plot lines, everything oh, you know, yeah. everything that's possible in one corresponding, you know, point. That point could also be the cradle. Oh man, I didn't even think about that. That is awesome. I love that. Yes, the cradle was cool. Um, people have like mixed reviews about that. Like some people are saying I don't understand it, but like honestly, it made sense to me. I mean, in in, in the craziness of Westworld, sure. I think I understood what was happening. Um, yeah, it seems like that's kind of like a hub for you know everything. You know, every host has like a backup, and it's all kept in this one hub. And inside that world, inside that, you know, I guess supercomputer or whatever you could call it. Right. It seems like that's where you have, um, I guess, they're, the backups and the consciousness of the backup units are all like playing out the West world that we saw in like episode one, season one. Right. And, and they can like demo hosts in there. They can sort yeah. of put their like consciousness like a port into that. Um, which when you think about uh, people who build like software, who test things, mm -hmm. that's kind of what you do, right? You sort of like have this sandbox that you can work in. You in, you insert things into the into that creation of the app or the game or whatever. You try it out. You know, you see how it's going to be before you actually bring it to the masses. So it seems like that's what they're doing with Westworld is they're trying out, you know, because there's like a bunch of, right? We learned this season that Sizemore has written hundreds of storylines yeah <laughs> you know he, he made a comment to Maeve like you know when they said hey you, you basically copied us in in Shogun World and he's like well I had to write 300 storylines in three weeks what what do you want me to do yeah um, so the the cradle is like a place where they can play with that but I think that that's going to be important in this one because there is storage it's a server <laughs> yeah. and uh, and and we, we meet some people in the cradle so we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, okay, let's talk about, let's just kind of like run through the timelines and offer some thoughts about them. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's do, let's do, let's do Maeve's timeline first. Okay. So, uh, yeah, what, what happens to Maeve in this episode? Well, um, we pick up kind of, you know, in the aftermath of what happens in episode five, where, um, you know, the Shogun world version of Maeve. Um, mm -hmm. her, her friend gets murdered and 
you know, they, they cut out her heart and they're taking it back to her home to deliver it. Um, and finally put her, uh, that, that woman at rest and Maeve is looking for her daughter still. So they're, they're trying to get to Maeve's daughter. That's kind of the, the, the storyline of this episode for her. Yeah. So she makes it through Shogun World. They go down a magic uh, slide that takes them to the the it, basement it, again. It looks like it's like a cleanup shoot. Like they, yeah. I guess you would dump the bodies in there at the end of the day when they clean them up. Yeah, it's like the like the kind of like know, a laundry shoot for exactly, dead yeah, bodies. Exactly. Yeah, the laundry down there. You know, that's that's, um, and, and so she goes back to sort of the homestead area, and she finds her daughter. She does. She's there. There's there's just a problem with that. <laughs> There's a few problems. Her, mainly, her, her daughter has a new mom. Yeah, a new, a new mommy. She, which you know, on one like I was kind of shocked, and then I was like, wait, why am I shocked about this? Who knows how long she's been gone from that storyline? Well, like, well, yeah, and they took <laughs> Maeve out of the storyline. They didn't take yeah. the daughter out of the storyline, so it's not like they just left this little kid there all by herself for yeah. who knows how long. Yeah, I mean, this could have been like. This could have been like years of time um, that she's, you know, been gone. Yeah, absolutely. So it's an un- unknown amount of time. And so, yeah, so she has a new mom. And then also Ghost Nation shows up. And that spooks her. And uh, she freaks out and takes the kid and starts running. And uh, so I had an issue with this, though. And that is that from what we've learned this season, Ghost Nation is not, they're not bad. No, it, it seems like Ghost Nation. So we've had experiences with, Go- with Ghost Nation so far, where they kidnap uh, the other. Um, what's his name? The uh, Thor oh, brother. Stubbs. Yeah. So they kidnap him. Ashley Stubbs. Ashley Stubbs. <laughs> they mm-hmm. kidnap him, and then you know it looks like they're going to execute him, and they don't, and. They send him, you know, off back to his people. Yeah. And, you know, they they keep showing up, but they keep not murdering people. Yeah, and it seems like they're specifically made to um, help humans, right? Yeah. Um, and so one of the guys from Ghost Nation comes up to Maeve and basically says... Um, there's a greater purpose or a greater plan and they're here to like, you know, help her that she doesn't, she doesn't believe them. She's freaking out. And so, so she, uh, she just tries to run away. And I mean, in in a way makes sense because her last experience was with ghost nation was them murdering her and her daughter. Exactly. And they saw ghost nation when they first got out of Westworld and they were, and her like commands didn't work on, on them. Yeah. She also wasn't speaking their language like she was saying it in like English. And what she's learned since then being in Shogun World is that, well, she can control people with her mind or she can speak their language and they can understand her. So so what do you think is going on with Ghost Nation? Do you think this is kind of part of Ford's game? Yeah, I think that Ghost Nation. Well, okay, so I think two things. I think number one, Ghost Nation was going to be something completely different. And then the actor that played Kissy died. And so they had to rewrite some of that narrative in the first season. I think they're going to have a bigger role. But I think what they're coming into is the role that they 
sort of have been always in that they're like the protectors of the park. They're like the park rangers. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, the, the non-Delos park rangers. They're like Ford's park rangers. Uh, you know, Stubbs and all those guys are like quality control, and yeah. they're making sure people are safe and the environments are safe. But I think Ghost Nation exists. They have some greater understanding of of the maze because they have it all printed on their on their on their skull. You know, like they're different than yeah. than others. And so I think that they're at this point at least functioning in some sort of keeper of the park and and protector of whatever Ford wants to do. Um, or someone wants to do, presumably Ford. So, yeah, I, I wonder if they're not, you know, kind of trying to keep Ford's new game on track in a way. If that makes yeah. sense, that's that's kind of where I'm at too. So it it's just that timeline it was a little bit weird for me because of that. Like, yeah, Maeve is responding to Ghost Nation like the murderous people that she remembers, but then you have to like wonder too, like did they actually do that or does she just remember that? Like, is that just an implanted memory, uh, or is it real? I don't remember. And so the the last thing we see with with that timeline is yeah. that Simon um, he stole that phone off that dead um, security oh, guard. Oh yeah, that's right. And he makes a phone call for help. And he's saying, like, you know, I'm getting some help for those of us who are, you know, not robots. And, but while he does that, um, I can't remember the guy's name. The, one of the, the guy that originally started helping Maeve and made her smart and stuff. Oh, Felix. Felix, yeah, he takes back, he takes off to help him. Like, so he's going to go help Maeve and, you know, try to fight, which... I'm wondering if that's going to end poorly for him because, you know, yeah. he's not exactly got experience as a trained fighter. I can't believe he's fighter. existed this long, oh, honestly. Well, I mean, he's, it, it makes sense in that he's been protected by yeah. Maeve this whole time, but that's not where we're at right now. So I'm curious if yeah. if this is kind of going to be a bad moment for him. And things have not gone well for the techs. And speaking of techs, let's talk about uh, the Teddy Dolores timeline. Um, so in the in oh, the last man. episode, Dolores um, basically gave Teddy a series of tests in which he failed by being too nice. Yes, by being a, a decent person. He was too he was too kind, and she says things like, "I'll consider that Teddy when he offers kindness." And then he she considers that she should just change him to be mean. <laughs> and boy, <laughs> so, did she! And so she reprograms young Teddy. To uh, he, she took all of his like empathy away and his charm and made his eye perception and his like you know greed and all these things really high, and uh, and so this episode you got to watch Teddy be a really bad guy, and yeah, that was so, weird. You know they're they're asking one guy, you know where they took Peter Abernathy, and he's saying you know I have no idea it could be anywhere they didn't tell me, and then Teddy just shoots him. He's like I ah, will figure it out. He just walks up and straight murders the guy, which is yeah. the least Teddy thing you would ever expect. It was shocking, honestly. It was like, whoa. And also shocking to Dolores, who didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. Um, and so one thing that's interesting, and I'll see how you pick this up, but okay. Teddy was also kind of like, not, didn't seem super happy about being a bad guy. Like at one point, she's he's like, no, I guess you fixed that too. Like he he's kind of like, it's almost like he knows he's been changed, 
and he has yes. no choice but to be this way now. But he doesn't seem like he seems like he also knows that it's not him anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah. I actually wrote down that quote. He was they're getting uh, they're getting ready to leave Sweetwater, right? They're getting on the train. You know, they're kind of putting something into motion. And so yeah, Teddy says, "I never thought I would want to leave, but I suppose you fixed that too." Um, yeah, it, it's this one's weird because usually when they change someone, like they don't know, you know, they don't like remember it necessarily. It's yeah. just like their new state. But it seems like Teddy knows that may that uh, Dolores changed him. He just is still going to respond in his new way. Well, or at least he's capable of it. So, I, and, I, and I don't remember perfectly, but when they were holding him down to change him, there was some comment made about how like it might not work right because you know they don't have time. They can't do a full reset and reboot. Oh, yeah. And so That's it's almost right. like it's it's almost like he was tortured into changing in a way. You know. Mm. Yeah, so he wasn't, like, wiped clean. He wasn't, like, you know, put into the, like, inserted USB cable in his arm like an IV. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just had to do it, like, kind of in a rough way. And so, yeah, it's like, it worked, but it kind of has some, uh, you know, it's like when you uh, eject your your uh, <laughs> your flash drive and don't force it, you know, you don't eject it first, you pull it out, and it could get, like, corrupted. Teddy's got some artifacts in him, and... uh yeah, he man, I mean, you know, he, he shot the one tech, then they let the train go with the other tech, and he gave him a bullet and a gun and said, you know, this is my last kindness to you. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. And so what happens to the train? We mentioned so, earlier, it yeah, becomes so, a very large bomb. Yeah, and there's, this, there's a great shot of Dolores and Teddy and... Um, the rest of their crew just watching the train rolling to, you know, they're just like, they're such bad guys now. Yeah. They like are. if you ever wondered whether Dolores is full on like Wyatt mode. Um, yeah, I think she is. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that, that she has really embraced her inner Wyatt. Now, whether that's actually her being, um, actually aware of anything or if she's just playing Ford's game, that's still up in the air. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I, think I don't know how woke she is. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, but she's definitely evil. Like that's mm-hmm. that's clear. The fact that they lock that poor guy on the train and give him a bullet, and it's basically like you can wait to explode or you can kill yourself, and that's the only yeah. option you have. And man, that was just that was just awful. That's yeah. so rough. He's just super rough. And and for Teddy, who has always been sort of a hero type character, to do that, it's like. Mm. Um, speaking of of hero and villain type characters, we had a crazy good interaction with William, the man in black, and his daughter. Yeah, man, that which was... was which was crazy. Um, that was so, good. Yeah, so you know he met up with his daughter um, in the end of the last episode, and so in episode six they're riding along, and he thinks at first. This is Ford, and Ford made his daughter, and is trying yeah. to get to him through his daughter. And so he's he basically even at one point says like this is stupid too low, and and thinks he's talking about to Ford. Yeah, that was it was pretty interesting how how unamused he was. Right, like oh yeah, Ford, you're just a you're such a jerk. You know, you think you can bring my daughter, and it's like, Dad, what are you talking about? Um, 
And so they have a conversation where where Grace talks about number one that she's been to the park a lot, which we kind of guessed. Uh, she even talks about coming as a child. Yeah. And she said that she liked to ride the elephants as a child, which William didn't remember. He thought that she was afraid of them, but apparently that was her mom. Yeah, she um, makes a cool comment about her mom. Yeah. Said, she says, like, mom was never convinced that these things couldn't hurt us. Yeah. And I thought that was just such a neat, like, you know, point to make. And, and clearly it kind of shows, again, like the... I guess, strained relationship that William had with his wife. Yeah, and it sounds like, you know, you know, and you got to, even just with a few comments, a deeper understanding of maybe, like, why she was so distant from him, that literally she didn't want to have anything to do with Westworld, even even just from, like, the, the park standpoint, right? Like, forget the whole, like, DNA hacking, future timeline conserving, you know, things. She just didn't like even the idea of it. Um, and so, you know, Grace, in, in a lot of honesty, um, basically said that she got invited by Charlotte Hale to come, and she knew he would probably be there. She said, I'm not going to let you go out in some blaze of glory uh, with some robot, you know, killing um, suicide mission. Um, and then she also said that she was wrong to blame her dad for her mom's death. Yeah, and like she basically uh, says, like, you know, mom commits suicide. You don't get to do that too. You don't get to also just commit suicide on me mm-hmm. because you're, you know, want to be some badass. So to me, that was like the most human moment, maybe like of in all of Westworld. Yeah, right? it was really, it was really deep. And so Grace says, "Hey, you know, we should just go back together, right? We can just walk away from this." We should leave. Man in Black's like, okay, sounds good. We'll do it when we get up in the morning. And then... So so I <laughs> I made a note here. I made a note here before the thing you're getting ready to say, which yeah. is I wrote, he won't do it because he's a crazy a-hole. <laughs> and and your she wakes came up true. in the morning and he's gone. <laughs> And she is so just like, on one hand, like she's angry, but it's also like, this is my dad, right? Like, what did I expect, right? Yeah. Um, the, the person who plays her does a great job because she is so honest and human with him, yep. but guarded at the same time. Absolutely. And so like she, she's not shocked, but also like, he's such a bad dad, right? Oh, he's, man, he's... The, he's the Jimmy McNulty of this show in so many <laughs> ways. Because, like, like Jimmy McNulty, you know, season one of The Wire lets his kids in on this, like, you know, <laughs> trying to, like, snoop on a, on a drug dealer. And he leaves his daughter in the middle of Westworld under a robot siege. Yeah, <laughs> with a robot, by the way. By yeah. herself with a robot who has not tried to kill him to this point. But, you know, all the robots have turned violent. So, yeah. <laughs> most of them. So That's, oh, maybe was not- Lawrence still with her? Um, not Lawrence. It was like another guy. It was just oh, a random okay. guy eating beans beside a fire. Oh, that's right. Oh my god. Yeah. So, so bad dad, <laughs> bad dad William uh, lies to his kid, says that he'll leave with her, uh, and literally jets before morning. Yep. Uh, just, it, uh, I'm not surprised that he left, but I thought that they were going to have a few more moments together, like you know. I, I, I think know. she still might catch up with him down the road. 
Yeah. She obviously knows that he's up to something, which was interesting, too. Yeah. Like she knows he's on some stupid storyline for sure. Yeah. So there are a lot of, uh, and we can talk about some theories about him in a minute. Um, so, but that was a great scene. And then the other kind of big scene that we talked about a little bit at the beginning is that Bernard and Elsie go to the cradle. And um, the cradle is, is you know, this, this server room. And Bernard says, we have to actually go there. We can't, like, port in or we can't get in remotely. Yeah. We got to go. And so they go to the cradle, and it's a pretty cool scene. It's kind of, like, red and spacey looking. And, um, you know, Bernard basically says, um, there, Elsie says, hey, there's some, like, crazy data in here. And there's like this sort of like hive mind thing and everything. There's like other code that's that's changing things. So Delos and other people are trying to talk to the park and there's something in the cradle that is literally fighting back against them. Yeah. And so Bernard decides that he's just going to have to go into the cradle. And um, uh, she's like, you're not a new host. Your head's not on this built the same way. It's going to like rip your skull apart. <laughs> And he says, uh, pain's just a program. There's no time. (laughs) Yep. So they they put him in, and he wakes up on the train. Just like, you know, just like uh, he's heading to the park in episode one of season one. And he gets there, but there's something different. Like, there's a dog running around. Yeah. He sees a greyhound. He's really confused. And then he walks into the saloon in Sweetwater, and... There's someone playing the piano, and Which in is, the reflection of the player piano, we see Ford, freaking Anthony Hopkins, freaking <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, who says, "Hello, old friend." That is just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, so it was good. So when when they're when they're in the cradle. Bernard keeps talking about how like he brought something here. He remembers bringing something here, and then he has a flashback yeah. to when he picked up the red brain at uh, yeah. at Daddy Dallas's weird um, yes. cube of sadness. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, so he brings that there. So now you know, was that was that Ford's brain? I guess that that's kind of where I'm at. That that's, must be like Ford's brain. Yeah, I'm in the same place, which is. You know, obviously they were making a copy of some human. Yeah. And we were wondering, is it William? Is it William's daughter? Is it William's wife? Who's, who's, is it, is it Arnold? <laughs> you know, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that it's Ford. And I'm pretty sure that all Bernard had to do was pick it up. Like Bernard was just like the delivery man, right? Yeah. He picks up, he picks up Ford's host consciousness or, you know, consciousness um, and then puts it into the cradle. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, and then, which also makes sense because um, Ford t- talks to William several times, right? Through yeah. young Ford, through uh, Lawrence's daughter, through another lady, like talks directly to him. Yeah. And you're thinking like he's just programmed these certain hosts, but it turns out, no, he's just kind of in the, the hive mind. Which makes more sense. Like, it does. I mean, it's, it, on one hand, it's crazy that he uploaded his consciousness to yes, the server. Yes, but like the whole time that all these events are happening, especially when they went to um, 
to Pariah, and they met the new El Lazo guy that was played by, uh, you know, Gus from Breaking Bad, yeah. who got like a five-minute cameo, which was great. But yeah. he says, you know, you have to go this alone, and, and all the guys shoot themselves in the head in the circle. And it was just like, how could Ford know that, like, the, there's, why, why, you know, like, there were so many steps that had to happen for him to do that, to find Lawrence, to do this, to decide to go to Pariah. Like, it was like, there's no way that, uh, that that Ford could pre-account for all those actions. No, and it also might be how if, you know, if he is keeping things on track for his crazy story with Ghost Nation, that also might be how. Right. Like, maybe he's using Ghost Nation as, like, like he's, like, a, they're, like, his recon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's he's controlling them. So, so there's, yeah. there's another interesting thing with Bernard at the very beginning of the episode— Oh, yeah, that's right. He's talking to Dolores, and he um, tells Dolores he's frightened of her sometimes, and she says, oh, why would you be frightened of little old me? And he, like, talks to her, and he says, you know, I'm frightened of what you might become. Mm-hmm. You and then he says, this place. Yeah, if you outgrow this, outgrow this place, outgrow us, what would you become? I'm not sure it is my choice to make. And Dolores goes, no, he didn't say that. Yes. It was so good because she's testing him, not the other way around. <laughs> yeah, which is the interesting thing, though, is she, he says she's testing him for fidelity, which is mm-hmm. what William tells Daddy Delos he's doing. Mm-hmm. So I had the question of, okay, is that in the past or is that even potentially in the future? Is that Arnold's consciousness in the host in the future? Yeah, I don't know. I thought that, too, because Dolores is wearing her sort of Sweetwater garb, her yeah. blue dress, which she hasn't worn this season. So either this is pretty far in the past or it's it's like at a different timeline. Yeah. Maybe it's even further in the future and this is another Yeah, another you know, crazy thing too Arnold. is that is that Dolores I feel like okay, at last the last season there was a moment right when we realized that Bernard is for sure when Bernard learns that Bernard is a host. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz we we find out that Bernard's a host through like Teresa when she gets killed and some other things. Yeah. You know, Ford's like, "Haha, he's a host." <laughs> um, but he doesn't know that and he meets Dolores in the in Ford's like underground little bunker. And you find out like all those scenes that she was with Bernard, she was with Arnold. And yeah. those were flashbacks. So when does this scene happen, right? Like, well, and here's presumably the they haven't seen each other for a long time. So Bernard is based on Arnold, but he's right. not Arnold. Right. But she's testing him for fidelity for something Arnold said. So in theory, yeah. this isn't Bernard, but it's robot Arnold. Yeah. So maybe it's in the future. I don't know. It was crazy. Yeah. And it was such a really cool scene. And, like, what a scene to kick off an episode where you're just like, okay, I'm interested. Yeah. You've and then, like, Dolores, Dolores says, you know, freeze all motor functions. You can sit. And it's like, wait, she's a robot, though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, they can do that, you know? Well, yeah. And she hasn't done that to anyone to this point that we've seen. Mm-hmm. So she hasn't, like, you would think she would have done that in one of these interactions she's had with people, with other AI or other robots in the park. To this point, right. but she hasn't. Yeah, it it was a great scene. I want to know more about it. Um, I want to know more. I, I want to go back and see. I'm sure someone like 
on YouTube or Reddit has done this, has compiled all the scenes. Because what we saw this time was when they switched to the cradle, they switched to a cinema like with the with the black bars on the screen. Like yeah. they switched the aspect ratio from 16 by 9 to like 21 by 9. And so I want to see other scenes that I that maybe we thought were in um, now <laughs> yeah. reality, but are actually in the cradle as a simulation. That's what the, to to me. That's that's the the hat kind of nod that they gave us in this yeah. episode was when we switch the uh, aspect ratio, we're in the cradle. So, but they've, I feel like they've done that this season already and I just didn't notice it or didn't think about why they did that. Yeah. It's definitely a detail you'd need to kind of rewatch to try to pick up. Yeah. So I'd be interested to go back and watch. And I wonder, I feel like there were times in season one when they also did that. And I wonder if that goes, if that's retroactive too, or if that just, or if that just happened now. Um, I don't know. Like, has the cradle always been there? <laughs> I don't know either. Or, or is the cradle, like, an answer, you know? I, I'm not sure. But I want to know more. I thought it was really cool. It actually was the best way. Because th- there are all these speculations, right? Like, where's Ford? Surely he's not just done, right? You know? But he talks in his speech um, before, you know, the, the journey into night begins. And he says that Mozart and all these people, they never died. They just became their music. And so what better way for Ford to not die is just to be absorbed, basically, into Westworld. (laughs) Sure. And I wonder if, like, maybe he's figured out that he can avoid the cognitive plateau if he's inside the cradle rather than being put mm -hmm. into a host. That's a good point. So, yeah, if he's put back in as a host, as a host human or whatever... Yeah, because if he he's in a cradle, he, he's a, he must be self, He must be aware that he's in a simulation, therefore not trying to mimic humanity. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that works. I don't know. Yeah, you know, and, and Ford has been doing other things, right? Like he's, it, all of season one, this, like, this episode made me want to go back and watch season one for really the first time since the season started. Because yeah. I was like, I want to know what Ford's... I want to watch season one just to watch what Ford's doing. Sure. Because he's always working on something else. Yeah, you know, like absolutely. everybody else is doing other things. And he literally made Bernard to run the to run the park and to run the house and to run all the stuff because he's doing another thing. And I want to... I just want to go back and like kind of key in on what that is because now it's starting to make sense. Mm-hmm. And all of his crazy sort of antics. Same thing about the dog, you know, about the greyhound, the, you know, the dog that is trained to chase the 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 fuzzy rabbit one day the dog gets loose he kills the rabbit it was gruesome and then they're just watching him but he doesn't know what to do next you know it's like that's that's totally happening with people that's happening with hosts so and and maybe that's happening with william too right like yeah even if he attains what he wants if he obtains it is it gonna make him happy you know or is he just gonna be like sitting there you know unsure of what to do next so there's one more storyline oh yeah that's right what is going on with peter abernathy oh man peter abernathy has had a rough time uh literally since the first episode of westworld (laughs) when he goes crazy and he finds the picture of uh of william's wife 
And then, you know, he's had a hard time. Now they've dumped all of the data, apparently, from Westworld into his brain. And he's, like, freaking out. He's, like, you know, gets gets captured uh, <laughs> several times. Recaptured, gets taken. Uh, and then now he's back with Charlotte Hale. They need to keep him because he, he is the only reason that they're sending any backup. And Charlotte, instead of putting him to sleep or making him take a nap, decides that they need to uh, nail him to a chair. <laughs> well, do you think that's to protect whatever data is there? They don't want to risk corrupting the data by I, shutting him off? That's my guess, is that it's like we shouldn't take any chances, and until we extract him from the park, we shouldn't touch him. Yeah, and like uh, the other Hemsworth is like, yeah, is that necessary? And they're like, yeah, it's effective. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. Hope probably, you know. <laughs> I just I'm I'm waiting for the next episode when they walk in though and he's like gone, right? He's like ripped through those, you know, ripped his arms off or something to get away. Um, well, well so he's crazy. Charlotte Hell calls people in and they're apparently from Delos the corporation. Yes. Um but we don't know who that guy is for sure, but he definitely seems to have a better understanding of what's going on and what they're needing Peter Abernathy for than a lot of people do. Yeah. Someone tells him, uh, Hey, we, um, Hey, we got the, like the generator back on, we got the map back on or the air conditioning. And he says, yeah, that's great. But could you go ahead and shut off the killer robots? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not interested in, um, anything. So also this, this point I think is, um, this extraction team is people that we see in the first episode that are dead inside the Mesa. So this is like six, this is extraction team one, not uh, the Skarsgård brother who shows up at the second half of the first episode. Right. This is like six, this is, this is you know, we're a little over halfway in, we're like six episodes in, and I think we're on day six of like a 12 or 14 day cycle. Right. So, so this is extraction team one, uh, backup number one. So I and, guess, uh, yeah, I guess we know how Dolores is going to get Peter Abernathy out. Y- yeah. If those are the gonna, people dead in the hallways, then I assume that, you know, because when we see, um, you know, the other extraction team later on, mm-hmm. they're, they don't have Peter Abernathy anymore. So I'm guessing Dolores comes in and murders everybody. That That's kind of what they're, you know, kind of leading you to think. And you sort of had to like, you, this season is kind of, you know, the timelines in season one were humongous, right? 30 year plus difference yeah. in a lot of it. Um, and, but these, this season, the timelines for the most part, other than like flashbacks are, you know, things that happen in line of, of the, the, the meeting for all the, you know, Delos people where Ford is killed and journey into night begin use begins. And then 12 to 14 days later, when whoever that is in Bernard's body <laughs> wakes up on the beach yeah, and as this season goes, Jeffrey Wright is amazing, right? Let's just say that. Like, he's yeah, the bomb. He yeah, he's, he's good. I, he, he doesn't even know. He's so good that he doesn't even know who he's playing at times, you know? Because yeah. like, he's, like, old Arnold and Bernard and Bernardold and also, you know, this guy that wakes up on the beach who, like, doesn't have his glasses on and doesn't have a scar anymore. Yeah. Um, and people are being weird to him, you know? So, like, it's weird. 
so last week we speculated that maybe it's Dolores. Yeah. Um, now I kind of want to speculate that maybe it's Ford. Yeah. Because it would also make for, sense for Ford to say he, you know, killed everyone. Everyone in that water. Because he's the one that has designed this whole journey into tonight storyline. Yeah, like what if he comes out of the cradle as Bernard? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I'm wondering if... If maybe he got Bernard to come to the cradle so that he could insert his consciousness into Bernard, and now he's Ford. Yeah, because Bernard is a very stable host who has like a bunch of backups. You that know, like Ford Bernard clearly is, personally made Bernard in a very specific, specific way. Yeah, yeah. Bernard is is basically unlike any other host in 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 some ways. So yeah, I. Also, when he walks up on the beach, Stubbs says, like, they're, like, kind of messing with Bernard, um, like, the Skarsgård guy and some other guys, and, and Stubbs is like, hey, you gonna shoot the boss man? And it's like, wait, that's what he calls Anthony Hopkins. You know, that's what he calls Ford. Right. Is, is the boss in, in season one. And it's like, Bernard's not the boss, you know? And it's just, like, there's just some weird stuff, and there's some things that Charlotte Hale says to Bernard in like, the... Like, almost... In the, her- Almost she says his name as if she's reminding him that he's Bernard. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Where did Peter Abernathy go? Bernard, do you have any ideas? You know, like, it's like, (laughs) it's just weird. And it's too much that it's a mistake, right? Like, it's not an acting. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's on purpose. And as, as these episodes unfold, it's like, see, the first episode begins to make more sense. Yeah, it does. (laughs) And so... Maybe, you know, that's Ford. Maybe that's, mm-hmm. you know, part of Ford's plan, which is why Ford wanted to keep Elsie alive because Elsie had to get Bernard there and, and hook him in and, and get him set up. Yeah, because Elsie's like really smart. Yeah, so she she's very capable, probably the most capable tech that they have. And because, you know, Bernard is the one who smacked her over the head and tied her up. So by under Ford's doing. So Ford knew that he needed her. Yeah. Um, again, he's he's the masterful sort of chess player, putting all this into into motion. So yeah, crazy. It's insane. I'm, it's it's so there's so much happening, and we've actually gotten a surprising number of answers um, to yeah. some questions. But at the same time, we've gotten just as many like more questions on top of it. I really liked how they did this episode because basically a lot of season one, you had to wait till like basically the last two or three episodes to really get any amount of answer, like for sure answer or closure. Yeah. Like William is for sure the man in black. Like uh, everyone knows it, but they finally did a shot where, you know, William puts on the black hat and then the, the scene changes and Ed and Ed Harris is under the hat, you know, like they made it obvious but there wasn't really a lot of that, like, you know, literal confirmation of things until almost the end of the season. But now, a little over halfway in, we still have, um, you know, seven, eight, nine, we still have four more episodes, right? Yeah. So much could happen. <laughs> well, one thing I really liked about this episode, and one way it was so different from any other Westworld episode, is that the, uh, aside from the opening bit with Bernard, this was one of the only episodes we've ever had in this show where everything kind of takes place along the same timeline. Yeah. It was as real time as they've ever been. And it was cool. You know, 
And they showed everyone kind of every every storyline got advanced. It's like they took everything and just like, shoot, you know, like moved all of it a few steps ahead. And as a as a watcher of this show, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was really cool, and it's it'll be interesting to see if next episode they pick up in the aftermath of the train bomb, or if they kind of jump mm-hmm. around and mix up the timelines again. I think it's gonna get. I think it's gonna get mixed up again. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably based on track record. They're like, hey. Here's where we are, but it we're, it's going to take the next four episodes to figure out. Basically, I think by the end of this season, we're going to know who is on the beach as Bernard, or who you know is that Bernard? Is it Ford? Is it is it Teddy? Yeah, is it you know sure. whoever? And then where Peter Abernathy is, and where Dolores is, because Dolores is not around. And you know, in the in that first episode. They find um, one of the, I think one of the Ghost Nation people, right? That Dolores has killed. Yeah. And they 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 pull his, you know, chestnut egg thing out and and put in the USB cable and they watch uh, Dolores come and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so she is she is not there in the fourteen day after timeline. Yeah, it's interesting because they make a point to like when they're when they're piling up the bodies. They show Teddy, and they show a couple other familiar faces, but they don't show Dolores, and I think that's on yeah. purpose. Yeah, and Teddy's in the flood, right? He's yep. He's been flooded. And then there's also the part about they're pulling people out of the water. There's this one really short clip, um, either, either in this episode or the last one, I can't remember, where they're pulling bodies out, they're, they're draining some of the water from the flooded space, and one of the guys says... These hosts are new. Yeah, that was episode five. Okay, yeah. They're they're not even um, you know, they're not even wiped. They're like virgin brains or whatever. Like they are new new entities. Um I don't and I don't know what that means. Like I don't know what that means for the show. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Like I'm really interested to see like no, does that mean they've taken out brains and replaced them? Does that mean there are other, some other hosts around doing something? It's it's really, yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens. Also, all the hosts in se- in season one, they went down to cold storage where they keep all the old hosts. Yeah, and they are all gone. <laughs> yeah, and they haven't talked about that since then. But uh, someone took all the old hosts and put them somewhere. <laughs> well, a few of them <laughs> are in that? Dolores's army. Yeah, that's true. Because we know where, that where's the but there's like a literally an army of old hosts. Yeah, because you know? we know that at least old Clementine and you know was in her army and she was in cold storage. So that's right. But I thought you know the, the way that they shot season one, that part of it, I thought at the sort of rampage at the end of the season, you're just gonna see like hundreds of hosts descend on the park, right? Like everybody from cold storage was just gonna like come out, come after them. And that didn't happen. Right. Uh, so where are they? I don't know. Right. Dolores has a few, but there were like dozens, maybe hundreds in cold storage. Yeah. Just standing there, which was just like really creepy when they went down there. So um, I, that has that has to, that that was too big of a thing to not ha- come into play. <laughs> for sure. Um, and and uh, it got renewed for season three. Oh, by like episode one. So yeah. We're, yeah. we're good. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're so, not worried about we're not worried about a cliffhanger. So what was your favorite part of episode six? Um, okay, my favorite part 
was, um, I mean, obviously the Anthony Hopkins reveal was really great. Yeah, I think really cool. okay, so that okay, my favorite part was the the mirror image of of Bernard in the cradle walking into Sweetwater and Teddy walking into Sweetwater, right? And Teddy reaches down and picks up the bullet instead of the milk the milk uh you know can. Yeah. And then he walks into the saloon and Dolores is playing the piano and she's she's bad, you know, and now he's bad too, right? And then you have Bernard walking into the saloon via the cradle, and he looks over, and Ford is playing the piano. I just love right. that there was like literally they reshot that twice with with a little bit different feel. Um, I like how they're doing that in this season. So yeah. that was that was my favorite. What about you? Um, my my favorite stuff was was all the Bernard stuff from the mm-hmm. beginning of the episode, and I, you know I found that part with him and Dolores talking just pulled me in right away to this episode and yeah. everything that happened with him over the course of time, you know, learning new things about the park with the cradle and stuff like that. I think that was all really cool. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited that they continue to build out Jeffrey Wright's character. Absolutely. He's awesome. He's phenomenal. Um, it's it. The, the acting has been good. I'm sad that Evan Rachel Wood has been bad because I really like her as as a, not a little bit nicer Dolores, but I mean she's doing a good job being bad. She's just she's bad. I think one <laughs> of the cool things about her being such a bad guy is we kind of fell in love with her as you know this mm-hmm. person in season one who was yeah. good and pure and you know out to to help people and and wanted so badly to help her dad and and you know fell in love with William and and you really rooted for her and now in season 2 she is just pure evil so yeah and she you know is very nice but also is someone i think who had been who gets abused a lot in Westworld right yeah absolutely like like i mean the man in black has killed her several times but i think that people come and like raid the the farm and like burn her and like you know basically like abduct her like all the time. I think that's yeah. a pretty common storyline. Because um, there was questions last last season of whether Ford put her in that to to punish her. Yeah. Um, for for killing Arnold. So and so it, it's it's interesting because she's she, you know she's kind of the bad guy, but at the same time it's almost like she's getting justice for all the horrible things that humanity has done to her and that people have done to her over and over and over again. Yeah. She definitely is the voice of sort of like robot, um, uh, rights, you know, yeah. or like, cause she tells Bernard, like, are, isn't what we are. Isn't that beautiful also? Right. Yeah. She's isn't here for that robot worth, justice, worth saving. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, like there's some questions, right. And, and, and as, as, as distant as Westworld is, there is, like I was having this conversation with my dad the other day about AI and stuff and how like, you know, at some point he was like, you know, even in my lifetime, like I think that we're going to see sort of the rise of artificial intelligence is in a really intelligent way. Well, like, and did you see that uh, Google assistant video not yeah. that long ago where like yeah. it makes a phone call yeah. and like schedules an appointment? I mean, it's, Crazy. It's, it is amazing how far artificial intelligence has come you know, just in the past, you know, 10 years, 15 years. Sure. And the show is set in like 20, you know, like 50 basically. So who knows, you know, what, what life could be like by then. So I, it, you know, on one hand it's, it's a crazy sci-fi Western 
crazy. But on the other hand, like it's asking some real questions. And and you're right, Dolores is the one who is um, uh, taking charge and asking those questions for sure. So, oh, I, this was a great episode. It I was loved a it. really good episode. I don't was, know that it was my favorite like episode I've ever seen of Westworld. No, sure, that's fair. Like four, like episode four or five were so, they were both so good. The James, the Jim Delos episode was so good. Yeah. Um, but this one, as far as answers, it was a really good turning point for this season. Yeah. Um, it's I like thought, they, you know the yeah. season had been building and building and building, and I really kind of thought this episode kind of pushed everything um, forward, uh, gave it a, a nice good push. Yeah, I appreciated that. It was like I got to sit back and breathe for a second. Yeah. You know, every week you watch and you're like, is it going to are they going to do the thing that I want to know about? And this week was like, yes, yes. They checked off every every box. Yeah. And and thank you for that. I feel like I got some tasks, you know, checked off my assignment. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> so, um yeah, so this was episode 6 and uh you should check out next week. We'll watch episode 7. Um probably probably maybe some Ford stuff is going to happen and some Bernard stuff. Boy, I sure hope so. I, I sure uh, hope they don't do that thing where they're like, hey, man, wasn't that crazy with Ford and Bernard? See you in episode eight. <laughs> yeah. I, like, honestly, like Maeve's timeline, it can just sit for a while. Uh, even the man in black can sit for a while. I just want to know. I just want Ford and Bernard. That's Surprise. All. <laughs> next week is next week is a 100% Maeve episode. It's all uh, Maeve. Yeah. You're going to get one <laughs> glimpse of the man in black like on a horse in the background. That's it. Oh, man. I mean, I'd still watch it, but I would uh, too. They want you to sweat it out. It'd still be amazing. I'm here. I'm here for it, though. You know, Westworld. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. I mean, we hope that you like this. Um, hope that you enjoyed some of our theories. Um, if you have theories, we want to know. Like, do you think that that Bernard is always in a simulation, or you know, whatever? We want to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so you can uh, reach us on Twitter or Instagram at watch this underscore pod it's uh watch this underscore pod uh you can also email us on uh gmail at podcast watch this at gmail.com yeah so send us your theories send us your tweets we want to know about it and um yeah and so make sure you catch up on westworld you can watch all the season of season two up to episode six now and then we'll do episode seven next week Absolutely, and uh, you know, if you're enjoying this podcast, you want more. We we do have some episodes where we go over season one of The Wire, which has been out forever. So you know, you've got plenty of time to watch that show. There, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, spoiler alert there because it's 16 years old. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Hope that you're enjoying Westworld. I think we're loving it. This has yes, been a are. really great season. It's been very rewarding. Thank you, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, for making this awesome show. <laughs> and, and thank everybody for listening. Please uh, right. subscribe, leave us a comment, leave us a review, um, you know, whatever you got to do. Thanks for yeah. listening. So it's been Watch This, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.